it is. It's time to get in the ring with DJ D. Kooks and now Stephen Blyler. In the ring you will get. Yes. And we have four matches to talk about today here. We have the... We're coming up on the 25th anniversary of what many wrestling fans consider to be one of the greatest matches of all time. The Holy Demon Army of... of Akira Tawe and Toshiaki Kawada versus Kenta Kobashi and Mitsuharu Misawa we're talking about today. We are talking about um, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano from NXT TakeOver New York. We are talking about um, the Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Unbucks from AEW Revolution. And we are talking about the Money in the Bank match from... From Money in the Bank 2020. I should have switched it to the Stadium Stampede match that recently happened at the AEW. You would have enjoyed it a lot more. But but, right. but we but we chose the Money in the Bank match. But, but I can look back on the Stadium Stampede match and say it was very good <laughs> compared to the Money in the Bank match. But we'll start with... Something I thought was very good, and Steven has a lot of thoughts on. Six. 25 years in the making. Nine. 95. Mitsuharu Misawa, Kenda Kobashi, Holy Demon Army. Your initial thoughts. Uh, I want to clarify for everybody out there. This was my coming out party. Being June 9th, 1995, for all you Americans out there. This was my heyday. This was my tuning in WCW, WWF. So as I approached this match, and I was very intrigued by it when I was sent it by DJ D. Coogs. Because I started up, and I, I put it on, and I hear Japanese. I see Japanese graphics. I'm trying to make sense of who's who. I dig in. My initial thought, and I kept making these connections back to, like I said, WWF, WCW. But my initial thought, I'm sitting there going, this is kind of slow. They're not showing any emotion. How are they going to tell a story? And if you know me, I love talking stories with DJ D. Kooks. But as I kept going, so a little bit past my initial reaction I changed out slow with methodical I changed out that lack of emotion with the in-ring storytelling a lot of intricacies in this match that I definitely didn't pick up on in the beginning but they did they definitely grew on me and believe it or not I see a lot of parallels in this match to any of the great Matches that I was watching back in 95, 96 from WWF and WCW. Different, but similar. Because um, a lot of those guys were watching these guys. Because these guys were for the best. That makes sense. What, do you, what, what were your initial thoughts, DJ? Um, this is one of the greatest tag matches of all time. <laughs> in my opinion. Um. 
and has the greatest in-ring storytelling of all time. Um, Kawadis, uh, the guy in the black and yellow, um, I have to clarify it for Steven, because Steven doesn't necessarily know all Japan as well as everyone else does, and and some of these hardcore fans. So, um, I have to tell him which guy is which. Um, he is playing the perfect asshole heel. Like, just getting, like, cheap shots in as he possibly could to piss off both Mitsuo and Kobashi. Um, Tawei is there, but he is a good support to Kawada being an asshole. But Kawada has this great asshole instinct about him. And then Mitsuo and Ko- Kobashi are the perfect babyface team. The moment of the match for me was Kobashi grabbing Misawa's leg to prevent him from being powerbombed and covering Misawa's body to protect him from being beaten from Tawe mm-hmm. and, and Kawada. That was... That, that's epic storytelling right there. You're doing anything you possibly can Right. To protect your partner. That shows camaraderie. That shows brothership. That shows passion. And it it has chaotic it had chaotic action. You said it was slow at first, but I thought the action picked up. It was brilliant from short to finish. Um what more could you want from a wrestling match, in my opinion? And I, I do want to clarify, it. I guess I should say it appeared slow to me, but as I kept going, I realized that there was a lot of, and you just hit on this, there's a lot of intricacies, there's a lot of nuance in this match that actually pulls back what I thought was slow, and then I realized, to your point, they're just, it, it, was, it was just an art form. Like they were just putting, you know, their craft. They, you could just tell these guys were masters of their craft, and they didn't, they didn't need that fast pace to 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 tell that story. And I, I would definitely say over the course of the the 45 minutes or so of the actual in ring wrestling, about 20, 25 minutes in, I really started, I really started to realize the things that you're talking about right now. Yeah, um, it it's like Kobashi, even though he was in so much pain, he freaking laid over Misawa. <laughs> Dude, um, and, and to freaking put the cherry on top, Kawada pinned Mis- um, Kawada pinned Misawa for the first time. And... In his career, in his in this match, big moment, huge moment. It's a big moment because every time they face off, um, um, it's either Kobashi eating the pen or he loses to Masawa. Right, right. 
So this is a big freaking deal, this finish. So every time they faced off, zero pins on Kawada pins on Misawa. Four pins by Misawa on Kawada in singles matches. Even Kobashi got a pin on Kawada. A lesser chase by Kawada and Tawe started as a top tag team in the rivalry. They won the tag team titles in the first series. They started tagging in from the first Gaijin tag team of the decade. Gaijin meaning meaning um, foreign. Then they beat Misawa and Kobashi in the first meeting of the teams in 693. They retained the two, and then and then they lost the titles. They just chased and chased and chased. They just faced. They just, they won titles. They got that taste of success and then chased and chased, you know? Right. It was a a real journey, not just, nothing cheap about it. Totally earned. And I didn't even describe the whole journey, you know? Right. You know, it, you know, it's just not cheesy. It's not the crowd here, too. Strong crowds, people, for sure. People, people, people who don't know what they're talking about criticize Japanese crowds for being silent and being, for being sort of, sort of knock them for being like respectful. This crowd was high fever pitch. As if, as if they knew, you know, it's easy for it's easier for you to look back 25 years, and there's been so much written, obviously, and, and discussed about this match. But it's almost as if the people that were watching it live, they they knew the the fans could feel how truly epic it was in the moment, which is a sign of a great match for sure. Like. There are certain matches you watch in time. You 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 watch Undertaker Michaels, and you know it. Mm-hmm. You know that this match is going to be discussed for a really very long time. Or you watch like an Okada Omega match, which we'll watch, and and I watched it at the time too, and I was like, this match is going to be discussed for a very long time, like the two out of three falls match. That's that match. I watched it live, you know. You mm-hmm. watch it live, and you're like, "Holy shit!" And those fans had that same exact feeling, like, and you're going insane, right? Like, I was at a match like that. I, when you're at a five star match, you want to go fucking balls to the wall. Um, Gargano Andrade, um, the uh. NXT title match um, um, from TakeOver Philadelphia was like that because it's like you're watching something special. You're watching wrestling history and you're watching a great match. One of the all-time... And that's how people felt when they're watching Flair. That's how people felt when they're watching Austin. That's how... You know, you just know. You can just tell. And this is how people felt when they watched these four. Right. 
because some matches take time and and they grow on you and they gain popularity, even lose it over time. But yeah, you're right. Sometimes some matches like this, you know, in the moment they're great. And then here we are 25 years later, still just as great as it always was. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, I knew, I sort of knew you weren't going to understand it at first. Uh Uh-huh. But then as time progressed, you're, you were going to be like, yeah, this is like, this is like, this is undeniable. Um, like, like Kobashi's knee selling is like some of the, and, and the legwork that Kawada and Tawe were doing to, it's some of the best limb work you have ever. It's like a master class in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you don't get that sort of master class. Um, it's very rare you get a master class in pro wrestling like that now. Or ever. And yeah. I mean... Terry def- Funk thought three of those guys were some of the greatest ever, and he's been in the ring with Ric Flair. Terry right. Funk thought that highly of Kawada, Tawa, and Masawa. Right. I, I mean, Kawada, Kobashi, and Mishinawa. Tawe is often the fourth. It's often referred to as the fourth of the four. And, yeah, he is the fourth of the four, but he's still a fucking Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. But three of the four are, like, fucking all-time great. Right. Yeah, that's high praise. That's high praise, for sure. No doubt about it. But it's just, it's a, it, you, you can't, den, it's something you can't deny. It's something you can't deny. Well, it, it's sort of like you can't deny with the hangman page. It, it's for a different reason with the revolution match. We'll, there we'll you go. Get, we'll, we'll get, let's go to that match because let's that, that match, match. Let's do it. That match, that match was incredible for different reasons. People, people, people who have never seen this match were calling that one the greatest tag team match of all time. It, I mean, it, it's it's always tough when, within a short period of time, you're watching two examples of greatness because you naturally want to compare. And obviously, having watched both of these matches, it's it, it's tough. Because they're they're so different and yet they're so similar. Um, yeah. Def definitely a much faster pace at times with this match between the Young Bucks, Hangman and Omega. But at the same time, when you when you when you get down to it, and we love talking about story, some great storytelling, some some great tag team storytelling, where all four competitors working towards that same storyline. And they're all doing, they're all doing their part. They're all interacting with each other individually. It's just you, you really, you really, you really get a feel for what they were trying to do. And and as I watched it, and again, I come into a lot of these matches cold, meaning 
don't have a lot of the background necessarily. But with this match in particular, I feel like I was caught up in the first 10 minutes. And the majority of that is just because you can tell in this match, they're not just selling this match. They're selling the entire storyline, all that buildup. And I thought that was just a masterstroke of brilliance. And I thought they did a great job. Yeah. It's, it's just something of like, you watch, you watch the Bucks and Omega who have had so much history with each other. And then you had Paige in there and, and these four knocked it out of the park with like so much high impact offense. And then, yeah. And then to work it in with the psychology um, um, and, and the, work in the nuances, too. Yeah. It, it, it was unbelievable. And there were some, there were some parallels. Like you had mentioned in the previous match, you know, different, different injuries that different guys <laughs> are trying to sell. And in this match, you got Omega with his shoulder – uh, you got one of the young bucks with the small of his back and like, but, but not doing it in a corny in a cheesy and over the top way as, as we sometimes get nowadays in WWE, but just, just really good selling. Um, I, I don't think as good as the last match. And I think you would agree there, but definitely no, still some, not, some very good. selling. it wasn't as good, but, but, no. um, it was very good. Yeah, definitely above. Definitely a well above average, but I agree. Um, but but again, that when you compare still a five star match, right? Still when you compare greatness, match. right? It's it's somebody somebody's got to be on top, and that's not always a dig towards second place. You know? Not still, still a dig towards second place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. These are two of the greatest stag, some of the greatest tagging matches I've ever seen. Yeah, one being above the other, but. But I watched this match earlier this year, and I was like, like, and you you get trigger happy. You want to say this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and 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 then you watch six nine ninety five, and then you're like, uh, yeah, again, and you're like, holy shit, that that still that still holds up. Yeah, it. <laughs> Great wrestling's timeless. Absolutely. And one thing I keep going back to as I think about and I reflect on this match in particular, the the Young Bucks, Omega and Hangman, is the chemistry that these guys obviously developed basically throughout their entire wrestling careers not only was it obviously injected and a, and a huge part of the storyline, you can tell every hold, every transition, every tag, every time anything is going on in that ring, you can tell that these guys work really well together. They just know each other so well. Just as professionals, even if I storyline aside, just as craftsmen, just I, I thought it was brilliant in that sense. It's like, obviously, you know each other very well. 
whether you're delivering a move or you're the one about to get smacked down, it I just felt like they were able to just be in like a symbiosis and they and everything just looked really crisp, really strong. I thought all four competitors here did a really good job of making it extremely viewable, whether you're a diehard fan, whether you're a mediocre fan. If this was the first match you ever turned on, I think everybody's equally impressed. Yeah. Yeah. This is what wrestling's about. Those two matches are what wrestling's about. And the finish, this the finish of this match. Um, I'm a I'm a stickler for finishes. I I'm I'm usually not. I I don't get overly hype. I don't go. Put it this way: I can watch a match and go, "Oh, that's a fantastic match," and be super hype. But sometimes I'll be like, "Yeah, the finish could have been better." Like I'm a very I'm a very tough grader when it comes to the finish yeah. of a match because I I think. I think in some aspects nowadays, finishing maneuvers oh, yeah, yeah. are kind of oh, just... Yeah. Oh, And we, I think we've talked about this. I recently watched Shawn Michaels versus Mankind from In Your House Mind Games. Okay. All right. And I wanted to pull the five-star trigger so bad on that match because that match is fucking great. But it had a DQ. It had a DQ finish. And mm. I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Four yeah. and three quarters. Four and three quarters. Yeah. DQ finish. So you got me. So you understand what I'm saying. I, I agree. Like, like, like if, if I'm going to give you that five star, you got to, you got to go start to finish. Can't be, I can't be. what they were trying to do at the time, but, but I rewatched that match because somebody, somebody on a podcast network is going to do all the in your houses and, yeah. And, and, it's one of the greatest matches in WWE, WWE history, the Shawn Michaels Mankind yeah, yeah. Um, in your house match, in your house 10 from from Philadelphia. Um, from the newly, from at the time, the newly opened Cora State Center. Cora State Center, right, yeah, I remember. But. And, and um, it was so good, but I was like, Oh, I wanted to pull the five stars. <laughs> right, right. But hey, that's that's the uh, you know that's the that's the objective world that we live in. You know, you, you gotta you gotta deliver from start to finish. Do you want to come down before we come back up, or do you want to stay up and come <laughs> down? Well, I, I think we should. I think we should go down before we come back up. Because Cole Gargano is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't want to end, I don't want to end it with the match that we're about to talk about, which no, yeah, I, that would, especially considering you and I were just talking about finishers and and finishing matches, we can't finish this podcast if 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 we're going to roll with that money in the bank. So let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about it now. Great transition, nicely done, DJ D Cooks. I'll I'll let you start. I'll I'll let you start on this one, and then I'll come in. I'll just say Sam Stampede was the best of the uh, cinematic matches that okay. AEW yep. did. Um, you didn't see it. I, I'm just exhausted talking about Money in the Bank. I did right. all my thoughts. Okay. On the last podcast we did, it's right. just so dumb. So, so dumb. dumb. Just 
it's funny. I was talking to somebody else after I had done that with you. And so obviously I'd watched it. I'd reflected on it. We talked about it. I was talking with somebody who had seen it and he was just 100% in agreement. Everything we said, he said the same thing. And this is a guy I never even talked wrestling with. Um, just completely disgust. Just not not sure who or what that was for. I, I still can't find an audience. I sometimes people go, oh, it was for the it was for the kids. That was not for the kids. Because guess what? I teach kids. They're not into that. That's not what they want. I don't I don't know who that was for, or what that was for. Swing and a miss, struck out, never again. That that needs to go and get put into a casket. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I don't even want to reflect on it because yeah. there's enough negative things in our world. Yes, let's yes, let's move it on. Let's talk about Mr. Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Here we go. Let's do it. This match was really good. I didn't watch it in a while because sometimes Johnny Gargano burns me out. And How sometimes so? the NXT's house style burns me out because it's a lot of big moves, big It's like these epic bloated matches, like 50, okay. 45, 50 minute matches that are bloated. Especially with Johnny Gargano. I can see that, yeah. That's and this is your first exposure to Johnny Gargano, so I, I understand you might have thought this was, like, great shit. But they, they it bleeds through into the NXT product. Right. And um, I, am, I am very familiar with the NXT product. Um, and believe it or not, I had seen... So whenever you give me a match to watch, if I don't know the people, I do look them up, and then obviously I check out some clips and things like that. So I, I was slightly familiar with his style and, and kind of what he brings to the table, but I definitely get your point. And it's, you know, I, I never actually thought about it like that. It, it does feel like NXT with these shows, they do try to throw all the great stuff at you. And it, it does kind of bloat the match. Like, I, I, when you said that, it really resonated. It really connected with me. And, no, this was actually a culmination of, like, the Johnny Gargano story. Okay. Which actually helped it. Because, because, I have people, I know people who voted this match of the year on the Voice of the Wrestling Bowl. The... Okay. The founder of the Voice of the Wrestling site voted this match of the year. Okay. There you go. Not a Johnny Gargano fan. But there are also people who who are not a fan of this style. Right. Which, I mean, to each their own, I think I, I it's it's funny. It, it it makes me think about two things real quick. In wrestling, you hear that a lot, like, oh, not a fan of that style or, or not a fan of this guy for this reason. And it, it makes me think one of the things that disillusioned me so much with the WWE product 
is that like I feel like we get force fed like what they think is is the style or the type of wrestler that we want to see, and I don't think that's what people want to see. But now that I think about it, that's kind of what I like about Gargano is that I don't know. I just there's just something a little. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's hard. This, to, this to match is on. very good. This match yeah. is very. This match is very good. Um, um, this match is a little weighty for me. Um, this it doesn't pick up till the third fall. That's and that's that's really my complaint with two out of three falls matches. Okay. Every two out of three falls match. They fuck around in the first fall, the second fall, um, second falls are bland as fuck, and then the third fall is just. That that's where they let it all hang out. Yeah. But you're right. Like, why why not just give me one fall and then just hit me, hit hit me with your best shot. Yeah. Why are you making me go through? Three falls and no, no, I, I, yeah, I get that. It's a good breakdown. Yeah, but, but I'm, but this match is good. Johnny Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Johnny Cole, Johnny Cole. (laughs) Oh my God! Hey now, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole are great wrestlers. Yeah. Um. Very fluid in the ring, a lot of good movement. Not not a lot of wasted movement. Like they're very efficient. Um, not a lot of not a lot of extra. It's so it's to the point. There is, there's a lot of action. It's not always necessarily a big shot or a big body blow, but there's a lot of action. I feel like they keep the adrenaline going. Yeah, I understand what you're saying there. But you're right. It kind of the 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 style of the match does kind because it right. You can't. They're not going to go balls to the wall for for all three falls. You're right. It, it, it's there. There's kind of that. I guess it's like the playbook that they always follow, and they wait. They wait for that third fall before they really start pulling out the big guns which is fine but i just yeah i do think like you could just do that with one fall you could follow that similar arc in the in a one fall format for sure yeah but i i think i think they like i think they like the thought of that they like the thought of like the iron man match these these uh these kind of stipulations that that make it feel like like that was that was a war. Like that was that was an that was an endurance test. You know what I mean? Which I get. I mean that stuff that stuff is cool, and that stuff does speak to things like conditioning and in ring, just just how they are. Yeah, and yeah, and it's cool, but but it's like. Sometimes it can get exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially when you're not invested in the product. 
Yeah, and I, and I think it's tough sometimes because there's definitely a sweet spot, and I, I don't think it's I don't think it's just quantifiable. Like you can't you don't know. Like okay, the best matches are going to be 42 minutes. Right, right. There's no there's no magic number, but there's that sweet spot because you start a match, you're telling that story. It's like you want to get you and you want to get your best product out there. You yeah. don't want to overstay your welcome, but you don't want it to be too quick to where you really couldn't you really couldn't reach the full potential of the match. There's that sweet spot. Like there's truly great epic five-star matches. It's like you don't even realize how long they are because they just hit that sweet spot. Right, 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 right. I agree. I I totally agree with that. And that's that's I think that's a hard thing to come by sometimes. And there are people who are trying to have five star matches, and there are people who happen to have five star matches. Yeah, yeah. I can. I like the way you put that. And I believe the NXT product is trying to have five star matches. Yeah, and I, I will say, for as much as I hammer WWE nowadays, uh, my favorite of everything that they do nowadays is by far the NXT stuff. Yeah, the NXT stuff is still good, but it's like, sometimes it gets weighty. It, it, and especially now, because I've seen a lot of, when, when a guy finally, or when a, when a guy or a girl finally gets that call up, I see a lot of waste. I see a lot of kind of like, okay, here they are. Now what? I mean, there's definitely some. There, are, there are some. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I feel like a vast majority of the time, you have all this buildup. A guy or a girl, they get all this steam, all this momentum. They're really over. They really earned it. But then it's like, you end up on the main card, the main roster, and it's just like. Sometimes I feel like WWE doesn't know what to do with you at that point. Yeah. So plugs. Okay, plug it up. I yeah. am Jan McCusk. Holla at your boy. DJD Kooks on Twitter. Get in his ring. Yeah, DJD Kooks on Twitter. Um, what have you been up to lately? Finishing off the school year? Finishing off. Got two weeks left. Officially, well, I guess a week and a half now. But the, uh, you, you enter that sweet spot where grades are due a week before school is over. So, in essence, you're kind of done teaching that last week of school because you already have all of the students' report cards finalized. So you're really normally you would just be kind of hanging out and showing them some stuff for the next school year for the next grade level, but since we're working from home, it's kind yeah. of just like checking in on kids and seeing what they're going to be doing this summer and you know, it's it's just weird. Normally in May and then especially in June, teachers get all giddy. They feel like students, right? Summer, summer's about to come. Even for me, I work all summer, but I still love the end of the school year. Right. But I'll tell you, this year, it's... It's not that giddy. 
I mean, yeah, I'm excited, but it's like, it's definitely not the same feeling. I, I was, I was actually, I was having a, a professional conversation with my principal yesterday and he was asking me how, how I'm feeling about the end of the year. And that's what I told him. And he, he agreed. He, he said, yeah, it's definitely not, it's not that same feeling that it used to be. So it's, it's interesting. How about you? What's going on? What, what, what's on your docket? Um, groups, um, doing get in the ring, doing hard and heavy. Um, just doing things. Doing things. I mean, that's, Hey, at the end of the day, that's all we can do, right? Right. Right. Do some stuff. Stay busy. Keep your mind and sharp. You know what I mean? Get in the ring. And get 